Hey everyone, game of the year, Glitch Free Gaming, that's probably not the right order for that, 2019, day two. Hey! Day two, nah. Right? Yeah, well, Like the Daytona song? No? Paul's gonna edit in the Daytona song right here. Oh, I'm not. We're gonna go through a few categories, it hopefully won't take as long as day one. We'll see, because we've got a lot to get through. Um... But let's just get into it. Um, did we introduce ourselves last time? If you're listening to our Game of the Year stuff, you should probably know who we are. Um, yeah. <laughs> I just realised that we didn't do that the first time. Yeah, we did. <laughs> just got through the whole of the I'm, two hours of day one. I'm Kieran. This is Paul. He's pointing to me, but you can't see that. Was a, that was a sign for you to talk, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, is... I'm describing it to the people. And this is Mike. Oh, sorry, I wasn't looking. <laughs> Alright, best strategy games we're starting with. A category that I don't think we had last year. Oh, we might have. We don't have it every year because there's, there's not always not enough strategy yeah. games. Yeah. Um, but this year there was enough. There was a few, yeah. There was a few good ones. Um, so we have Wargrove, Tiny Metal, Full Metal Rumble, Fire Emblem Three Houses, Many More Ways, They Are Billions, Total War Three Kingdoms, and that's it. Because that Paul couldn't it. remember the name of that iPhone game he played. <laughs> oh, the, the, the survival city, city builder one. City builder one, okay. Right, right. Yeah, well, Just imagine that was on and got cut. Um, it wouldn't be the first time that we've actually put something like that in in Game of the Year. That game that I played once and I can't remember the name, but it was really good. We usually put this there as a placeholder and then look it up, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a good list of stuff this year. Uh, there are billions we probably talked about last year, but it actually came out in 2019 right um they added a campaign which is fine but really the thing that's good about that game is the survival mode like the for people don't know they are billions is a a wave-based survival thing where you are building it's like a very old school like almost age of empires ish kind of um city i was gonna say say building age empires isn't the city building but like an rts where you're controlling units individually yep and you're building um, different buildings that you use to create units and you're building walls and stuff like that to defend yourself but also you're building housing for all of your unit uh, for your people so it has a some of that kind of city buildery elements of your you need houses to make people you need different things to bring in food and energy so that you can have you know people sustain them um and then you can use them to make soldiers and stuff to defend and to gather different resources to um do it but the thing that makes their billions really good for me is that you end up fighting over space a lot. So like it's not like a like a Gears of War horde, horde mode or something like that, where you're you know bunkering down and defending against waves. Uh-huh. It is you start in a smallish area and you're going to wall it off, but very soon you're going to realize I don't have enough space to build houses. I need more people to do the thing I want to do to defend myself otherwise i'll get overwhelmed but i don't have space for houses so i need to expand so i need to go out and kill some of those zombies and then wall off another area and connect up and you end up with these very naturally kind of growing big cities the way that actual cities do where you you know you take another bit of land nearby and you're like this is part of the city now here's a different wall here um and it's just really cool and it's brutally difficult um what other games do people feel strongly about here? The only one I feel strongly about is Mini Metro. Many, is many motorways. Oh, I keep on Metro. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that was, that was, same, a, that yeah, was the same game, but 
I really like many motorways a lot. Yeah. Um, I put it into the. I was going to say I put it into the best puzzle game does category, it, but that's it, a lie. <laughs> but I didn't do it. Do, is, is it a strategy game? Though? I feel like it fits a bit more in this, the puzzle game category. Yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, That's my only question. I really like it. It's the only one here I have any... Want. Passion for, yeah. yeah. Passion for, want to keep, but I what don't think you, it belongs in this category. Yeah, what if you kept it in a different category? I, yeah. My, my iPad is not letting me copy and paste. Um, I think I've got it. I've got it. I got it. You can do this, iPad. I believe in you. I believe in you. Maybe not. And with no, the removal okay. of if that, if someone else could do that, please. With um, the removal of that, I bow out and let you two think about it because I haven't played any other ones. So, War Groove and Tiny Metal. You seem really up on Tiny Metal. I am. Yes. I only played the demo of it. And I only played the start of Wargrove because it got really hard. And they patched in difficulty stuff, but I just never really went back to it. Right. So I'm fine with Wargrove maybe not making the list just because neither of us have yeah. played the massive amount of it. Um, yeah, it was one of those, I, the same as you, I liked the beginning of it. and But then Tiny Metal yeah. had come out and I just gravitated to, to that one more than the other. It's so weird that we have so many years without any Advance Wars games and then all of a sudden we get a bunch of Advance Wars clones yeah, all at once. So like, yeah. hey. um, and they're both good. Nothing wrong with some Advance Wars clones. Wargrove looks so much like Advance Wars, like the sprites and the way that the battles like, you know, show up in the animation yes, stuff are, yeah. but then it's got more of a fantasy theme and has all this other stuff built on top of it, which I really like. I just haven't went back to it. Yeah. Tiny Metal was more the units look like you know, in terms of they're drawn the same, they're, mm. obviously they're now rendered better, so it's yeah, not yeah. pixelated and things like that. And yeah, that one just struck a chord for me better. Um, they've got more or less the same powers and same reach and things, mm-hmm. so it made playing it a little bit easier and it felt familiar. I think yeah. probably yeah. the best way to describe it. Um, I've not played either, but I really like Advance Wars, so I should probably <laughs> play both. Yeah, you should play both. Yeah. There's a demo of Tiny Metal. And I think Wargroove, I think Wargroove is on Games Pass as well. Oh, is it? Yeah, oh, yeah. In which case, that will be very easy. Yeah, so um, definitely recommend it. Well, this list got difficult, though, because... So, I mean, I'm out. So. Yeah, well, not Fire Emblem Three Houses, I played a little bit of. It's one of those games that I was... I couldn't wait for it to come out. Mm-hmm. And then when it did come out, I had family over on holiday. Yeah. I and just never went back to it. The two weeks that we had... So it was weird. It came out and there was a two-week period and then something was coming out. Well, something know. else was coming out after it. Yeah. And so the time that I was meant to be playing video games, I was visiting with family. <laughs> <laughs> Damn that family. And I never really got much time with it. Yeah. Yeah. I finished Fire Emblem Three Houses uh-huh. and started another game of it because I enjoyed it enough and because it has that whole you're picking one of the three houses to yep. uh, go through the plot of and the story is different for each of them. Yes, and you need to do it three times basically. Yeah. yeah, so I started with a different one of those. Um, you don't really need to, but it's, it's good. I really like the story in it. The characters, like the thing that Fire Emblem has kind of excelled at in recent years is that the overall story might not be the strongest, but the individual character interactions always yes. are. Yes, yeah. Um, so, like, 
this is exemplifying that with the fact that you're you know you're a teacher in this war school thing and everyone is you know uh your students and you're getting to know them and developing these relationships with them and it has that added kind of meta layer of your assigning them like what they're studying so they level up in different Mm -hmm. ways so you can train people to do different things and you can completely change people's classes just you know based on whatever your whims are so someone might start as like a big armored axe wielder person and you might be like nah you're a white mage now and they'll just do that and you can just completely change your character to be whatever you want which is really cool um obviously they kind of encourage you to go down certain routes they have like different abilities that upgrades um or unlock as you upgrade certain skills so like the main character byleth has a a healing ability like a bonus kind of thing Uh so if you upgrade like she doesn't start with any points in like her you know what i think it's faith is what the skill is called um but then if you start dumping points into it and she starts you start encouraging her to learn that then that gets up and she unlocks a special skill and everyone has something like that where if you train them in this way that they might not initially seem like they should be they will do that um and then the core combat is fire emblem like it's turn-based grid-based they got rid of the weapons triangle so you're not getting rid of the weapons triangle didn't really change as much as it maybe could have but instead of the main difference is that instead of having um you know like sword spear and uh axes all attacking each other um and doing bonuses to each other you have different weapons that do bonuses based on like if you're attacking a heavily armored person this will do a bunch of damage or if you're attacking someone on a horse this will do a bunch of damage so they separate it out that way but kind of do the same thing um it's really good really in depth uh my one issue with it is maybe that it's a bit easy on the normal difficulty. I didn't play it on hard, so right. I don't know. But um, by like a couple of chapters in, you're so overpowered. You can just demolish all of those fights, and so, there's never right. any difficulty. Was there any? Was there at least a little bit of resistance where you had to maybe change tactics in some? Or was it just like a, in, a cakewalk? There's there's a couple of missions here and there where you encounter stuff that's either super powerful or you know you have to defeat in a specific way. But towards the end, there's definitely a lot of just straight-up battles, but your people are so powerful, you're just walking through it, uh, um, which is unfortunate. Like, I definitely recommend people try it on hard, although I don't know how much that changes. Right. Um, like, it's weird. The normal mode has, like, a, a a mission you can... or two missions you can redo, so you, if you want to grind for levels. Mm-hmm. But I never touched those because... Uh, I was already so over leveled yeah, for everything. Yeah. Slightly um, different from normal Fire Emblem games. I've always thought Fire Emblem was pretty hard. Yeah, Fire Emblem games have always been brutally difficult in the yeah. past. It's part of the reason I never finished Conquest a couple of years ago was it was just so hard. I was just like, I can't get any further. Um, this isn't really that. I, it may be on hard mode. I think the season pass also adds an even harder difficulty mode. Oh, right. um, Does it still have the showing how much i've played of it does it have the i can't remember if it has the option where it's like i want to say legacy where if you lose a unit the permadeath gone, stuff the yeah permadeath, yeah, yeah still got that i never encountered it because people didn't die <laughs> uh, but they also they have a nice way of getting around that anyway even if you do turn it on 
because they add in this um, rewind mechanic. It's kind of similar to Into the Breach last year. Where if you uh, remember yeah. Into the Breach, you could reset a turn. Yes. Yeah. So now in Fire Emblem, you can reset as far back as you want. Um, but it goes by... Like you can basically it basically gives you a list of everything that's happened, so it'll be like oh, right, okay. it'll be like you know um, such and such basically like a chess here. yeah like a chess match yeah and you can go through as far back as you want and yeah because if you reset you, what you need to remember is that if you reset up to a certain point you your opponent resets but you also, yeah exactly and they may not do the same thing again yeah exactly all right um, which I think that's a good mechanic um, but again. The game's really easy, so I don't think it really matters that much. Um, but I do like it a lot. Um, and then the last strategy game that's on here, which I think I've also, the only one that's played, is Total War Three Kingdoms. Mm-hmm. The latest in Total War games, it's uh, based on Romance of the Three Kingdoms. So you have, you know, your Lubu and your Chao Chao and your, I don't know. Everyone else, Liu Bei, all of the... <laughs> right. I've pronounced all of those names wrong, um, which is mainly because I've not played it in a while, because they say the names, so you learn them. <laughs> um, but it's quite cool, because it's a total war game. Like it's, it's a big, sprawling, turn-based kind of civilization-style map where you're building... You're not really building, but you're taking cities and you're building upgrades on them and you're building up armies and stuff, and then it has the real-time strategy layer where you're you know fighting these giant armies against each other and it's probably the best total war has been since the second shogun game um they took a bunch of stuff they learned from making those warhammer games where they added in the warhammer games added a bunch of like magic and you know general units that were yeah those ones are good i I never really got into them much maybe just because i don't really like warhammer that much um, but as core total war games, they're they're good. Yeah. Um, they bring that stuff over, and so there's two different modes. There's a historical mode based on the actual kind of time period of the Romance of the Three Kingdoms, and then there's the Romance mode, which is based on the series of uh, stories, the Romance of the Three Kingdoms. In which case, in those stories, it's what like Dynasty Warriors and stuff is based on. Like all of the generals are basically demigods, like they are, you know. When Lubu comes into a battle, even if he only has like his small itinerary of soldiers around him, you retreat. <laughs> like it doesn't matter how many soldiers you have, you leave because Lubu showed up. Um, and the game's full of stuff like that, where you end up with these super overpowered generals, and right. they will, and also they will dislike you if like, they have this whole system that was in Rome Total War or Rome Two Total War um, that they kind of have increased and improved in this one, where. You have this whole like structure of command in your provinces. So you have like, you know, like it's kind of like a family tree, but it's, you know, different positions like uh-huh. generals and stuff like that. And if you don't give people the jobs they want, then they'll just get angry and they'll leave and they'll take their soldiers with them. So if you have an army being run, like run around being led by this one general that decides he doesn't like you anymore or gets poached by another nation, then that your army's just gone. Yeah. <laughs> or worse. That army could turn hostile and are now fighting you. Um, so it's, it's this weird balancing act of trying to keep everyone happy and also knowing that you're not going to be able to keep everyone happy and so uh, planning for that consequence. And 
sometimes knowing that you're not going to be like the main thing is you're trying to become the emperor of china and so there's this massive sprawling map and there's tons of factions by the, at the start of it and everyone starts conquering everyone and you end up there's a point where people can declare themselves like um not necessarily declare themselves the emperor but say like i'm going to become the emperor and you can back them or you can not back them and that will cause issues. <laughs> um, they handle the diplomacy stuff way better than I think the previous games have. It's it's honestly just one of my favorite Total War games now. It's fantastic. Um, cool. Of everything in the this list, that is the one I feel strongest about, I think. Okay. Cool. I am willing with, with Tiny Metal. I liked it. It's Advanced Wars... That's it, really. It's not. That's all you need to know. It's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I... that's worth calling. I'll take it. Yeah. If you if you feel really strongly with the other three, seeing as that's the only one, well, I'm the I only mean, one that played. I, could... I I'm happy with letting the other three. I those as our picks for the. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that, or I'm fine with dropping their billion solely because we talked about it a bunch when it was in early access. Yeah. Okay. Um, but either or. Yeah. <laughs> not strong either. I'll well, let you tell you which one you want. Right, like. well, well, let's well, let's uh, have... be pedantic and we'll we'll take out their billions. Okay. Um, it's great. People should play their billions. Yes. Not much has changed since it came out of early access, except they added a campaign, and the campaign's not very good. Cool. Um, cool. What are your thoughts then for our best strategy game? I think that. We should have put Fire Emblem in best RPG. Because <laughs> its strongest points are really where it's an RPG. Because it is that kind of hybrid of RPG right, yes, and yeah. strategy game. Um, and so I think like as a just a strategy game, I think I've got to lean towards Three Kingdoms for that. I think Total War is a series I've loved in general, but this one is one of the best they have done. Yep. Um, so yeah, that's our best strategy game. Total War Three Kingdoms. With runners up, Fire Emblem Three Houses and Tiny Metal Full Metal Rumble. Nice. It's good. Um, there was also an Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition this year that was a remake of... Yeah, it was in Game Pass. There's a remake of Age of Empires 2 and that's also very good. Oh, yeah, but I didn't mention it here because I didn't play as much as I wanted to. Cool. And also it's just Age of Empires 2. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you like Age of Empires 2, yeah. go play it if, you know, it's... Simple. Exactly. Uh, next up we have the most uh, anger-inducing yeah. category. Um, <laughs> the hardest one to argue. Best soundtrack. Which I'm going to, before we even start, I'm going to delete some of us. <laughs> <laughs> Try to um, make life a bit easier. Yeah, exactly. So, we have Death Stranding, Days Gone, Kingdom Hearts 3, Judgment, Control, Sayonara Wild Hearts, Later Alligator, and Devil May Cry 5. It's quite a strong list as well. It's a very strong list. I'm just trying to think what ones I'd be willing to... Uh, Paul didn't put Days Gone on this one. I did not put None Days of Gone. us know who did. I did not. We think it might um, have been Mike. Yes. But we're not sure. <laughs> it could possibly have been Kieran. It wasn't it may have me, been me, surprisingly. So, Days Gone has a really strong cinematic soundtrack. It's one oh, yeah. of those, you know, the atmospheric. It's a full orchestra. That's not uncommon now to see that in... Sony AAA games in particular. Games, yeah, yeah. Sony has really yeah. leaned into. There's Sony's games over the past few years have really leaned into. We are making movies. Yes. yes. Like we yeah. are making the blockbuster movie 
equivalent of a video game. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they do very well at it. I agree. Like I, I, like I've not been the biggest fan of Naughty Dog's games. Like I'm not the biggest Uncharted fan in the world. But other than that, like Sony's output in the recent years, like Spider Man's fantastic. God of <laughs> War was. They made God of War my game of the year. Like they, yeah. they managed to make a God of War game that was good. So like, what the hell? I'm gonna fling in like my favorite part of Days Gone, where the music kicks in, and it's where you've just got to the second area, the lakes area, mm-hmm. but you're coming down. You're doing that ride through the mountain, mm-hmm. and the music kicks in, and you get a look out over the new area, and it just it's one of the most stunning shots of that game, I think. With the, the music, just the emotion it brings. Yep. Yeah. And then, next thing you know, it cuts off because there's a zombie bear. Yeah, well, it, as you do. Ah, yeah, the so, zombie bear. Zombie bear's great. <laughs> Best new enemy in a game this year. Where's the category? <laughs> zombie category. Zombie bear. But, you know, just that. I love that section of the game. You're just driving over the mountain you've just left all of your friends behind yeah you're going on a search for one singular person but it's the person that means the most to you and it's like yeah the music just hits is so the music in in days gone is kind of a it's part of the game and it builds the world and things like that one of the ones that we have on here and it's more the music is kind of companion and what it does is it it it, it's full of nostalgia yeah yeah more than anything else and that's from kingdom hearts yes yes so as you go from the different worlds which are normally based on films you get the soundtracks or a version of yeah, the some music kind of remix or something yeah. or redo of them. yeah i think the music in kingdom hearts 3 is really good uh, i think it was mainly put on here because of the um the theme music the the skrillex and it had a um song which is very good um but yeah like you're saying like the the individual worlds like they have the frozen song they did they did the frozen song yeah and they Um, they, they do it shot for shot as well they do it shot for shot um and depending on which region you're in it has watermarks on it as well which is funny (laughs) um yeah that they do good stuff with music in that game they use a lot of interesting kind of remixes of stuff or you know like the toy story music is the toy story music yes kind of stuff. yeah um and then when you get to the end game and it's leaning more into here is kingdom hearts they bring back a lot of music from the previous games as well and they do all these kind of big remixes and stuff and it's uh-huh. it's really good um yeah i don't know i, I like the music in kingdom hearts i i don't know i think I think Sayonara Wild Hearts needs to be on the list. It does. It would, well, I would strongly. It's a music game. Yeah. Right, and we have already hinted and. I'm not sure you understand. <laughs> Sorry, that's. He's uh, explaining, Siri. <laughs> so we, we've already hinted that we will be. It's going to crop up in games, game of the year. Yeah. There's no way in hell that game can be a game of the year. If the soundtrack's not good. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's an interactive music video. Yeah. Yes. And the music is great. I Yeah. It's it this... is brilliant. It does have to be on there. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say we take Devil May Cry 5 off here. The music oh, is fantastic. Whoa. 
But... Pull my devil trigger. Oh. Yeah. The music is fantastic, but... I love it. But I can also understand. It's Devil May Cry music. <laughs> if you love the Devil May Cry games and you love their soundtracks, you're gonna love it. It's that simple. Is it pretty, if, pretty much more of the same. Yeah, if yes. you don't like Devil May Cry and their soundtracks, you're not gonna like it. But there's no, there's no new broken ground with it. Yes, it's just really good Devil May Cry music. <laughs> yeah. Um, Which is why yeah, I'd it's... say this is a hard list to knock down. It always is. We need to find reasons it's to knock stuff mu- down. More so than games in general, which are already very subjective. Like music is the most, the most subjective thing in the world. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've got the one in my head that I would make game of the year, but we'll. You mean song of the year? Yeah, song, it's best soundtrack, soundtrack of the year, but. And it's later alligator. No, that would be the next one to go. Ah, oh, so good though. Yeah, but you're the only one that's played it, and you're pretty much the only person I've ever heard mention the game. It's an indie game. It doesn't get that much attention. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's pretty much one of these where they've created a, a soundtrack, and it just plays, and it will play in the background of whatever you do. Yeah, because Lear Alligator is a, a point-and-click adventure game. Um, you're an alligator who is investigating uh, the potential killing of... or planned killing of uh, another alligator by the alligator mafia you explore alligator in new york they like to put alligator in front of the names of everything which i find hilarious every single time <laughs> <laughs> um the music that really sticks out for me is that you go i played this for you earlier that you go into an arcade at one point and it's playing this blues music this and it's called the alligator blues and it's just a bluesy the, alligator talking about how... The entire thing sounds like the teeth. game was made in a piano jazz bar. Yes, it's fantastic. Um, <laughs> I'd cut Judgment... Not Judgment, I'd cut Control before I cut this. I feel like we're going to cut both Judgment and Control at some point, but I'd, yeah, we're, we're gonna, I'd cut Control before We're, we're, we're going to cut Judgment, Control, and later Alligator. <laughs> oh, no. We probably are, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Looking at that list, yeah. Oh, no. Control's music's good, it's deep and moody and it, you know, it fits the big brutalist structure that you're exploring. Um, and then it has a cool couple of scenes where it uses music in fun ways. Um, yeah, fuck it, cut Control in later, I get Let's just get rid of them. Alright, we're down to... So, five. Yeah, oh, no. so Judgment is the one that we haven't... Well, there's haven't two, two left, but yeah. uh, Judgment is the main one, one of them. Yeah. yeah, so Judgment's music is very similar to like the Yakuza series. It's got the kind of big like kind of rock kind of battle music kind of riffs, but then also a lot of these like kind of silly... It leans kind of into being like a TV detective show, mm-hmm. and so it's got a lot of those kind of like simple like kind of like piano bits and stuff like that that you would expect from a tv show investigating a murder like a murder mystery kind of thing um i think it just really nails that and it's always really good to listen to um as well as like there's a kind of cheesy j-rock kind of intro music Mm -hmm. thing that plays that again is like a tv show intro um i like its use of music yeah that's i feel like that's part of it though yeah no i'm Um, not disagreeing with you at all I really like that one. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like this list is going well, to end ta- up being Death Stranding, Sayonara, Wild Hearts, and something else. <laughs> and I don't know if I can fight for Judgment. You can either have Judgment or Kingdom Hearts. 
I would take Judgment over Kingdom Hearts list. I would. I'd let you. Kingdom Kingdom Hearts is Disney music. A lot of the Kingdom Hearts music is still just the relatively short loops that get in your head and get annoying yes. after a while. Yeah. I would let Kingdom Hearts go, but I also yeah, that's. But you also good. want Days Gone on there, don't you? I, can, I do I want can Days tell Gone you, on there. I can tell. <laughs> but that's not the one I would I would give the entire thing to. Because that's Death Stranding. Because you love Death Stranding. So yeah, that's the one we haven't spoken about yet. It's great. So we're talking about music that creates emotions and mm-hmm. yeah, what Kojima, one of the the bands that are, most of their music is in the game, is a band called Low Roar, and the only reason it is, is because Kojima was doing some PR in the country they're from, somewhere in Scandinavia or Norway or Norway, yeah. yeah. He was in Norway doing some promo stuff and either went to a gig or but heard their music and found them there and it's, right, you guys are going to be in my next game. <laughs> he, I really like you. In you go. Yeah, but... Pretty, yeah, like the first trailer for Death Stranding had a little roar somewhere. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he, he heard something within the music and he's created areas and ideas and, and modified the game to get the music in there yeah. the way that it's used is just and then there's also the there was a whole album of music that was recorded for the game yep. that is by a bunch of like well-known artists the main yes. one being churches yeah and that song is really good yeah um, and again and then there's also a full orchestral soundtrack for lots of stuff as well and yep. that is also just really deep and moody and yep. tone setting and i mean you're, you're looking at someone that's created the game and Churches were approached to write something specifically for it, yeah. yeah, and that's just when you've got somebody putting that much care and attention into and thought and what yeah. they're doing. Yeah. yeah, no, I, I think this strand belongs on the list. Yep. Yeah. No, I'll agree with you. Um, I'm not like at this point we all know I don't really care for the game, <laughs> but it's fair. Yeah. So we end up we have four strong fucking contenders. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd cut Days Gone just because I we all questioned why that was on this list before we went back and listened to it. Not that it's bad, but also I was playing that game a couple of days ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm happy the enough. soundtrack's good, though. It would not be the one I know that you I would guys, make best uh, soundtrack. Uh, so. that's fair. I know you guys would rather cut Judgment. I'll, I'll let you keep judging. And to be fair, Judgment doesn't have a karaoke, which is a weakness. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, I like you said, we, we were like, why was Days Gone on the list yeah. again? But it, it is, listening back to it, it, it is, is a strong yes, soundtrack. It's a very it's... strong soundtrack. And when, we started, when I started thinking about how they used it, they used it really well to create emotion and, and to create moments, tension yeah. and stuff around what's happening in the game yeah the, the only reason that i would fight for it to be is because i haven't played judgment and that yeah. would be it it's yeah you know it's back to the whole subjective thing mm-hmm. it's not one that i would fight for in the top three so at this point i don't really know <laughs> yeah it's yeah, yeah it's not it's not the one that i'm it's not my horse yeah, and I feel like I don't know. I'm I could go either way as well. Like I, 
the music is not what makes Judgment great. Mm-hmm. The music is good, but it's not what makes it great. Whereas the Days Gone music does help build the atmosphere a lot. Yeah. Well, you yeah you're right when you're if you think back to when you are trying to get into the camps, mm-hmm. and it's got that kind of siege music is the best way yeah. to describe yeah. it, and it's you know you're sneaking around and it's building up and then you break in and all hell breaks loose. So does the soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we can cut judgment. <laughs> I won. I won. We won. I mean, I know. I think I know what's going to win this. And what's going to win it? Start. What's going to win it? I think you two would probably say Death Stranding. I would say Sayonara Wild Hearts. Oh no, I was going to say Sayonara Wild Hearts. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. You, you, you're, you're way off. Way off on that one. <laughs> yeah. I have listened. Sayonara Wild Hearts is simultaneously my favorite soundtrack of this year, and also the album I have listened to most this year. Yeah, that was what I, I had yeah, listed I, as I, number one since the start. I have it's, listened to the, the soundtrack. It's just it's just a really good pop album. Like Regardless yeah. of being a soundtrack, it's just a good pop album. So our best soundtrack of the year is Sayonara Wild Hearts. Not surprising at all. With Runners Up, Days Gone, and Death Stranding. Apparently it was surprising for you. <laughs> no, well, <laughs> You're like, it's not that one. Yeah, it's just the way you guys are talking about Death Stranding. I figured they're going to... No, the, it was... Yeah. That, that was also very good. Um, next, we have Fuck Up of the Year, which is our kind of all-encompassing, you know, things that went wrong this year. In the entire gaming industry. Entire gaming industry. We, um, I'll be honest, there should probably be at least one or two things on here for, like, crunch times and oh, companies that let yeah. people go and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. But, um, but that happens every year at this stage. I mean, it doesn't make it any better. No, it no, shouldn't it be happening at this I stage. I mean, the gaming industry is brutal. Yeah, so this take this. We, this more leans towards... Well, I don't know it's what, a little bit what one of these is. Yeah, most of it's pretty tongue-in-cheek and funny, whereas that is actual fucking system, systematic issues in the yes, games industry. that need to be fixed. But... People listening, assume that that wins, and then we will find the funnier answer now. <laughs> <laughs> so, our nominations are releasing games called Outer Wilds and Outer Worlds in the same year, Fallout 76's subscription, Google Stadia, Ugly Characters Beautiful World, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, Jarvis banned from Fortnite, and... How do you pronounce this one? Alinity. Alinity, Twitch, yeah. dog booze. Yeah. I yeah, don't know I think, what that one is. I think that needs that explanation. Needs, that needs explanation. If, okay, so fair to say these guys don't watch or spend as much time in the Twitch community as I do. I watch more games than I play at this point. Uh, there was a whole big thing with Twitch basically not banning the right people and their terms of service etc throughout the year and the biggest one that brought it to the forefront was this streamer called Alinity who's female who should have been banned because she effectively I think it was her dog it might have been her cat but one of her pets anyway um she effectively fed them vodka live on stream that's pretty bad um she that's not the only I actually know it was a cat it was a cat not a dog because another part of the same stream, the cat was on her keyboard and she yeeted that thing over her oh, head. Oh, I remember seeing the gif of that. That's pretty funny. Um, I mean, it's bad, well, but it's pretty funny. The she yeah. yeeted the cat right over her head. It's like, a Whoop. cat. It'll be fine. Cats um, land on its feet. Cats land on their feet. Systematic animal abuse on stream. 
and Twitch banned people for far less. Yeah, you probably shouldn't put do stream. And she still isn't banned. Mm -hmm. She, she she still hasn't been unpartnered. She's still making money. We could probably put that in overall uh, Twitch not banning prominent yeah. people that do bad shit. Twitch, that Twitch, they keep doing that. Twitch's utter wreck of twenty nineteen. They will not ban people if they're making money. Despite, yeah. So you basically Twitch's wreck of twenty nineteen. Yeah. The the community is despite it being the most still watched website, they're slowly turning against Twitch's TOS and Twitch staff. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, uh, but the big one this year that brought that to light was uh -huh. this person feeding their animal vodka on stream That's and then sad. chucking the thing over their head. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Um, so yeah, that's why I put that on there because that was an entirely massive thing that kind of started a bit of a backlash against Twitch this year, right. which is still ongoing. Uh, and then not long after that, you had you know people leaving for Mixer, people signing contracts with YouTube, yeah, that kind of thing, which is you know. Was Jarvis the one that got banned for uh, using bots? Yes. Yes. That was pretty funny. He's fucking. Yeah. That was funny because of his response to it, where he was very much like, "Okay, they can't ban me," and it's like, "Yeah, you're fucking out. You cheated, you <laughs> dumbass." Um. Yeah. Yeah. I I I loved his his response and his justification was that I wasn't playing competitive competitively and you know i wasn't doing any harm well hang on you were fucking up other people that you know yeah you were aimbotting which yeah, is their only wrong. chance to play that game could be when you're on there fucking around yeah yeah um and it's this not to mention the fact that he's part of phase clan which are notoriously known within the gaming world as one possibly one of the most popular organizations but two the entire thing is run by people who, who are like him. I mean, one of the owners of that this year was in a whole hoo-ha for trash in a hotel room just because he felt like it. Uh-huh. I added uh, Blizzard Blitzchung to this list. I don't know if you guys followed that stuff at all this year. No. So, is that the person they banned? From Hearthstone. From yeah. Hearthstone, so, yeah. So Blitzchung is a Hong Kong-based... Um, Hearthstone professional player. He won a big Hearthstone tournament earlier in the year, and during the interview at the end of it, uh, mentioned a bunch of stuff about the current issues oh, in yes. Hong Kong, yeah. where China are basically, you know, trying to force a bunch of law changes which would bring Hong Kong more in line with China. Yeah. To put it nicely. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. and Blizzard banned him, banned the two commentators that were interviewing him took away his prize money and uh because he used it to speak out politically basically. yeah and it's not like he said much he said like a, a phrase like it wasn't like he was going into deep discussion he said like free hong kong or something like that it was not like a a big long diatribe or something he just <laughs> said a thing um yeah blizzard claimed that was because they have rules against um you know speaking uh, saying using their platform as you know, for political speech, um, that has never stopped people in the past. No, this is the one time <laughs> that they have decided to actually enforce that rule. So people are very much looking at it as, "Hey, why is it fine unless you say something bad against the Chinese government?" Yeah, how um, much money are they investing in yeah, you? <laughs> yeah, um, it's yeah, it was a bad one, and the and. It, had people protesting against Blizzard. It had people inside Blizzard protesting against Blizzard. 
also uh, probably doesn't help that two of the most prominent teams in Blizzard's Overwatch League are Chinese. Yeah, that probably doesn't make much difference. It's it's a big market for them. It's not a... I wouldn't go into specific things like that. Like They're probably not getting paid by the Chinese government. That's not a thing. But they are getting money from China as an overall country, and the Chinese government can prevent that. Yes. Um. So they don't want to... They want to be careful about towing that line. Um, which I can understand why be careful about towing that line. It's still a bad fucking look when you're like, hey, you're banned, we're taking your prize money that you won, etc, etc. Yep. They eventually backed down a bit. They gave an apology, like a public apology, and um, gave half of the prize money back and unbanned... I don't know if they unbanned him, they unbanned the commentators. They didn't unban him. I don't think they unbanned him. No, nope, um, he's still banned from all her I don't think she. I, don't, I think he said he wouldn't go back regardless. Um, there's a really good video by... Oh my god, what's his name? Chris something. He's the guy that does the video stuff for Shut Up and Sit Down. Um, oh. oh, I can't remember his name. He used to work for Eurogamer. Yes. Um, Chris, uh, he does the Lost oh Ghosts god. stuff with them yes. as well. Yes. Uh, I'm going to Google it very quickly. Um, he did a documentary that came out literally like a week or two ago um, on People Make Games, which is his YouTube channel. Yes, that's it, yeah. Chris Bratt, that's what I Chris Bratt. Uh, he did a really good um, kind of documentary where he interviewed Blitzchung, and it's very interesting to learn about stuff. Um, but those are the more serious ones. Yeah. I just thought I should bring it up because it doesn't fit into the kind of disclaimer I said at the start, but yeah. was also a massive thing. Yes, yeah. Um, let's talk about something a bit lighthearted. Why is so, the Fallen Order so ugly? Man. Right, what? so you've got this stunning looking game. You can go to the planet of the Wookiees. You can go to all these wonderful planets and there's beasties and things about, and it looks stunning. Your spaceship looks fantastic. You're flying through space. It looks great. And then you get to talk to somebody. Oh, holy fuck. Talk about characters so ugly that they've not only fallen from the ugly tree, they've hit every fucking branch <laughs> on their way down. It is the the most ugliest character models you've ever seen. But then they and produce BD1 who's cute as hell. So. I feel like some of them are not that bad. Like I don't think the main character one's that bad. His, he looks... his, his hair and his face is it's, weird. It's kind of how just that guy looks. Yeah, that's kind of how the actor looks. That's how the guy that plays him actually looks. The one that's weird is, um, is it Ceres, the the woman, the, the Jedi that recruits you at the start? Yes. Um, yeah. Her eyes in the game for some reason are like bulging out in a really weird way that is always strange yeah. which is not how the, that person looks the, but the, it's the teeth of the main character as well <coughs> yeah. there's something wrong with those and the Wookiees the Wookiees are definitely the Wookiees, the, Wookiees. the Wookiees are the standout thing of they look <laughs> bad they look like they took one of the human models and then put a foreskin over them <laughs> like it's not weird. yeah it's yeah they look it's, bad it's bizarre. Um, yeah, it's, it's quite funny. But, but when you consider who made the game, or, or the, the the company publishing... Well, sure. The main character does actually look like the actor he's motion captured from. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but the hair is... He was the you can see Joker that obviously... in Gotham, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, the reason I actually know that is because he was on a show I watched yesterday. <laughs> Gotham. Um, 
Yeah, it's the the hair models. Yeah, yeah I think the hair models in general don't look right. Yeah, yeah. it's it's weird because it's a game that at times looks really nice. Oh yeah, the planets are stunning. Yeah, sometimes some of them. There's bits of the there's parts yeah. of that wiki world that are like eh. this the uh, certain bits where you're you know you're exploring you come over an obstacle and you can see down there's uh, a couple of stormtroopers and they're, they're yeah. patrolling the area and it looks brilliant. Yeah. And then you sh- you pop up you show yourself and then the you know the, the battle begins and they're firing the lasers and you've got yeah. your your lightsaber and you're deflecting the stuff. Brilliant. Looks brilliant. Yep. Fantastic. I wish there was more customization stuff in that game. It kind of fits into this for the like ugly character stuff, but you, they built all this stuff where you can customize your lightsaber, but you never see your lightsaber because the <laughs> dude's—he's fucking holding it. Yeah. You can customize like eight different parts of like the yeah, the, hilt, the, the hilt, handle yeah. of your lightsaber, and it's like but, it's in his hand. Uh, I can't just see. It. I went for all the shiny gold parts, so I could see it perfectly. You can sometimes <laughs> see it, but it's like oh, it's... I can see it perfectly every time no, I use it. Yeah, you can't be, yeah, but it's just like a wee. You know, we sticky out bit. Ah, yeah. It's a different colour. Whereas like... for Cal's like outfit, you can change the poncho. Yes. Well, that's it. I never really got the whole poncho thing. It's like, uh, why? It looks yeah. kind of cool. His original outfit actually looks far better. I like the ponchos. Um, what else we got? Uh, Google Stadia came out and was a mess. None of us actually played it, though. No, so. no. still is a mess. Probably but... wouldn't bother with it. Yeah, they were hyping up as though it's going to be like, the future of video games is we have these cloud servers, we can run games at 4K, 60 frames a yeah. second. None of the launch games ran at 4K, 60 frames a second. No. Um, Destiny 2 runs worse on there than it does on the consoles. Um, <laughs> it's, I don't know, like, I feel like all they had a bunch of issues at launch. And I feel like people would have accepted and forgiven all of them if it had hit the core promise yep. of this is a super powerful thing that runs these games better than your consoles can mm-hmm. like if the games were running at 4k native 6 frames per second better higher graphics sense than everything else and it had latency issues and difficulty connecting sometimes like it did at launch people would just go well it's a launch issue that's fine Yeah. the fact that it doesn't have that core promise either and then it's like the fact that a PS4 Pro or an Xbox One X still actually plays at higher resolution and better frames per second than it. For some of the games, like Red Dead Two, not so much. But um, there's definitely a couple of games that run slightly better, but none of them are still hitting that actual promise. Like the difference is not vast. It's not big enough to really no matter. It's not. Maybe they'll get there eventually because yes, the advantage of Stadia is they can upgrade the hardware whenever they want. But they launched in a bad place, and it showed. Like there's. There's very low uptake as well. Yeah, like the, the player counts on things like Destiny 2, which is given away for free with a Stadia subscription, are is low. And also just the list of games that were there at launch was bad. There was not a good launch no. set of launch titles at all. Um, um, yeah, that could possibly be the biggest F up of the year. It's up there. Uh, but I still, think, <laughs> I still think the last one on this list. Well, I mean, there's two here. There's a release in games called Our Wilds and Our Worlds, which this is. We need to talk about this for about an hour or so. Um, <laughs> how did these fuck that up? How did these two separate companies not talk to each other and go, <laughs> come on? The amount of times I've heard people say the wrong one when they mean yes, the other one and yeah. be like, oh, and this. 
I mean, yeah, but that it happens. Yeah, I know. It was just really funny because they are so close to each oh, other. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> um, no, that doesn't actually need to be on there. But uh, the Fallout 76 subscription. Yeah, this is the worst one on the list. Oh, my to God. Me. They oh. added a subscription fee for Fallout 76 if you wanted like a higher tier where you got a bunch of storage space. If people don't know, Fallout 76 is their like, MMO ish fallout game that came out it's not yeah. really anymore like, they, they tried to do um elder scrolls online for fallout and didn't yeah, really it's, work. it's not even that expensive because elder scrolls online is an mmo this is kind of just like fallout 4 with like online 12 player multiplayer or something like that yeah um so they added a handful of things so if you pay for a subscription you get like a big storage box that lets you store tons of items in uh if you pay for the subscription you get a little emblem next to your name telling people that you paid for the subscription if you pay for the subscription it says mug <laughs> it's pretty much um you get i can't remember what else you get you get like um the main thing was that you could play in private servers um so you didn't basically let you play offline <laughs> it's like you didn't have to play with people because <laughs> otherwise you can't do that fallout 76 you have to play with other, other people. people yeah um and on at launch uh, the storage box was deleting people's items. <laughs> the the storage box that you pay money for. Mm-hmm. Um, there was supposed to be permanent unlimited storage. Yeah, the private servers weren't working, so people were just joining them and then killing people. And my favorite part of the whole mess was people started forming groups to hunt down and kill anyone that had the emblem, <laughs> because Fallout seventy six is like a full PvP thing. Right. Yep. So people were hunting down and killing anyone that had the emblem that showed they were a subscriber, and it was fantastic. Because they, yeah, they basically went, we're anti this whole thing, so we're yeah. going to kill anyone who's actually given Which the money. Which is hilarious. Um, I don't know, it was a whole mess. It's still going. Yeah, it, it was literally uh, just a whole thing of, we're going to get together and murder the rich. <laughs> they found a whole way to make... <laughs> Mike has now bolded that. Um, they have they found a way to make Fallout seventy six's like disaster of a launch continue for another year. Yeah, make it worse. Like they, they talk about Fallout seventy six had kind of quieted down after they finally shipped the fucking bags that they had said they couldn't oh. because of canvas shortages. Oh yes, you know the rare material of canvas. canvas. Um, you know that thing you can pick up a bunch of bags made of in yeah, any supermarket for like a quid exactly um, it quieted down and they were like oh we're doing a subscription fee and it's like oh no this is not going to work and the fun and thing then, is they launched this and this whole thing happened a week before Obsidian dropped the Outer Worlds and it was a better Fallout game than they've made in years exactly right what do we cut from this list well, because it seems like Fallout Seventy Six is winning it based oh, yeah. on this list right now. <laughs> I don't think we need to cut it. Oh, we just leave this list as yeah, is. Yeah. I'm they're, fine they're with that. F ups. I'm fine with that for this category. So our fuck ups of the year were the things we listed above at the start of this, but Fallout Seventy Six is the fuck up. That of the is year. the yeah. fuck up. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I think it went won last year. <laughs> it definitely came close. It came close last year. Um, it didn't win it. Next, we have another category that we don't really choose like winners for in the same way as we always do. This is more of just a... Is it, it, this is more... Uh, you know the Oscars I, where they do the memorials for everyone that passed away in the past year? Yeah, th- this is as admitting shit that we haven't played. 
mean, or we forgot it yeah, this is entirely thing we forgot, forgot we existence. Yeah, this is called Oh Shit that came out this year. So yeah, I think it was like the memorial thing at the Oscars <laughs> where they just play like the slideshow of like here's these people, is that, but it's just these games that we forgot existed until we were making this list. So Paul's gonna put some solemn music yeah, underneath just... it as I'm sure he will. He does all the editing we ask him to with yeah. adding additional music oh, and yeah. totally all the silly that. ideas. Or either that he could do like, you know, gunshots from the Hunger Games oh, as no. we mentioned the names. Oh, no. <laughs> um, so first up is Anthem Boom. I genuinely felt like that game came out like two years ago at this point yeah. <laughs> um, The Division 2 came out this year yeah now that one that really does surprise me because it feels like that came out yeah again that feels like it came out a year or two ago yeah, yeah. I think it might have been because I never played it I just remember playing the Division 1 I played a bit of it I, I, like, I keep meaning to go back to it because I really like Division 1 and Division 2 is more of that Yeah. I just haven't <laughs> Um, Crackdown 3 yeah we, we mentioned this earlier and it was like guess what comes out next week it was like we don't care <laughs> it, it just came out I think part of it is because Crackdown 3 has been in development for um, 36 years now and so <laughs> as a result it's felt like it's been out forever because yeah, it's been talked much. about forever Yeah. Um, Far Cry New Dawn this yeah. happens with Far Cry every year now yeah it kind of just squeaks out there it just that sneaks out the, the funny thing is i played this game at completion and really enjoyed it yeah i know <laughs> this isn't like far cry 5 which was actually on your game of the year list and it was just me and mike that forgot it existed yeah it was even you were like i played this and liked it i played this really enjoyed <laughs> it actually, and yeah. then forgot it existed yes yeah. um borderlands 3 uh i did not forget that existed that because it's sitting that long next ago. to my playstation <laughs> I, but it just hasn't been put in yet. Yeah, I kind of forgot about that. Rage 2. Oh, yeah, I forgot that. Game I thought that was year. last year. Was, this year's been a weird year. And I'm going to add to the end here Wolfenstein. No. no. Young Bloods. Young Bloods, yep. Oh, wow. That did come out this year. <laughs> and I also played that to completion. That game's not very good. <laughs> it's not. I played it to completion. It's okay. It's not. It's not great, though. It's not. The ending's very good. It's not. The setup for the next game based on the ending is nonsense. Yeah, but no, I wish I had that to best moment. It's not um, its previous. It's not the previous Wolfenstein game where it's just like, oh no, my no, god! No. Like Wolfenstein Two was one of those things where we filled the best moment category with like six things from Wolfenstein yeah. Two, and I would maybe put the ending of Young Blood in there. Y- y- Young Blood is it's all right, but it's not great. Yeah. Um. So yeah, congratulations, to all of our winners. Um, <laughs> It's an honour to be nominated and ne- win. Next time, try better. <laughs> yeah, next time, be more memorable. Yeah, exactly. Um, best puzzle game is our last category for today. We have nominated Baba Is You, Tetris 99, Dear Reader, Picross S3, The Outer Wilds, Dr. Mario World. Is that the mobile one? Yes. Okay. The Tourists. And many motorways. So let me just say that it's a good ass character. We just <laughs> oh shit, this came out this year. Yeah. Baba is you is one that feels like it came out ages oh, ago. Yeah, it feels like you've been talking about it for about three years. I know. It's uh, yeah. so good though. Yeah, same. Uh, it's so good. That one is. Yeah, I I yeah. played it constantly when it first came out, and then. You're, you're on the switch and you're going shit what am I going to play now ah, I've still a, got, a level of Baba is you yeah, and then you get stuck and then turn off my head in, yeah. Yeah. yes 
I feel the same. Um, hmm. I didn't play though Tomorrow World. I forgot that came out. I played about ten minutes of it. It's. It was quite good. Yeah. So we were talking earlier. We were talking about uh, earlier. Nintendo's ca- mobile. A couple of days ago. <clears throat> yes, and Mario Kart is good. Yes. Well, it's rubbish. Yeah, he's wrong. He's <laughs> lying to you, Paul. He's trying to confuse you. 3D. <laughs> I've been in here. Send food and beer. Is this day three or those day two? It's day two. It's only day two, man. It <laughs> feels like 3D. <laughs> oh shit, this <laughs> podcast came out this year. <laughs> it's gone down the middle really quickly. Yeah. So, it's good. It's okay. Let's take it off the list. Move on. Alright, <laughs> fair. Okay. Um, I'm gonna make sure Mini Motorways stays to the final three, so you can yeah, fight me. Yeah, I feel that way about like four games on here, which is yeah. not how these lists work. I'm, I'm ready for yeah, a boxing work, match over Mini Motorways, so. Um, I have no alliances to anything else. Does Picross S3 need to be on here? It's really good, but it's more Picross. It's more Picross. Uh, so no, I don't think it Picross. should. If it was a Picross 3D game, I would have been fighting for it. So. You should play Picross S3. Yeah, I love Picross. Um, if you haven't, uh, don't be put off, you know, because it's the third one and think, oh, shit. Yeah, they're just, it's like buying a third word, you know. Uh, like a crossword uh, Yeah, crossword kind book, of book. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. It's not, you're not going to lose out in the lore of the series. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, they have puzzles, that really yeah. simple ones, and then they go they up. build up. So, um, I played more of that. Namco one on my phone than I did the rest of the I played this year. a hell of a lot of that as well, yeah. I don't that came out in twenty eighteen, I think. I think I think we talked about it last year. No. No? No, because you you it Maybe was right. when I was playing one of the We can't the make Picross. this list longer. <laughs> it's still just Picross. <laughs> yes, yeah. If it came out this year it got added and cut to this list yeah. in your head. Um, um But yeah. Uh, it's more Picross. Do consider it if you're yeah. thinking. So, the Outer Wilds, is it really. Is it puzzly? Yeah, it is, it is what that game is. It right, is, uh, okay. Like the way the puzzles work is very much about finding information and using it to go somewhere else. It's right, not a okay. lot of like. It's not like you're inserting things into other things to. Although right, there is okay. a little bit of that in places. Right. It's more. You find these logs from the aliens that were there before and you read what they were doing and from that you figure out, oh, they were gathering energy for this thing from that planet. So I need to go to that planet and figure out what was going on there. Mm-hmm. And you kind of go from place to place. So it's the puzzly Easy. parts of Halo 3 without the shooting. Uh, kind of, yeah. It's, it's the... <laughs> <laughs> sure. It's, it's more about... Uh, the Take puzzle. it off! <laughs> The puzzle is like kind of like constructing this story. Um, I would probably keep on here for now at least. Um, All right. But I, I feel like I'm, it, I'm just gonna be. A it, very it, may, harsh it may car. it may end up getting cut, and the story might be where we land on that. But it's it's I don't know. It's, it's a puzzle game at heart. Nah, it's, um, just looking so, forward to story. It's not winning that. Either. <laughs> Tetris ninety nine. Is a puzzle game mm-hmm. to a certain 
degree. But it's more Tetris. No, you're 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 missing the point. It's more Tetris. it's more of the best game ever made. You're right. Yeah. But <laughs> Tetris ninety nine is. I'd I'd consider it more a multiplayer than. Yes, I think I, Tetris at heart is the puzzle of Tetris. I feel yeah. Too fair. It feels weird to be like uh, almost like kind of, you know, uh, deal making in this way. But uh, <laughs> Tetris ninety nine is going against you in best multiplayer, being like his best multiplayer is fucking weak this year. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But also because it's very strong there. Um, whereas I feel puzzle wise, Paul is right. Tetris. It's Tetris. But about since the eight. The, yeah. the twist on it of it's multiplayer Tetris where you're playing against more people is cool. Yeah, but that's multiplayer. It's not. Yeah. And it doesn't have the puzzle is. You're making lines. <laughs> yeah, that there there have been other games, uh, Tetris games, where they have a puzzle mode. This mm. one doesn't. At least I don't think it. No, it doesn't. Does it? Oh, they might have patched that at some point. Quite possible. So yeah, my argument was going to be that it shouldn't really be here at the moment yeah I've, I've played nothing this year but i'm being a very harsh media <laughs> <laughs> it's tetris but they're in cities it's off um we could probably cut the tourist um i really like tourist but it's more it's actually almost like weirdly more of an adventure game like it's a lot more of like going and talking to people and um collecting things for them uh yeah and there's some light platforming it. in it Sounds a um, heck of a lot like the Outer Worlds. I mean, kinda. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's cool though. Um, people one should, or the you other. Should, you should play the tourist, and I we're the, the tourist. Um, it also just looks really nice. Um, okay, dear reader. So, dear reader, dear readers, Bamba's you is not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> So, I'll walk out this room and this is my house. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Reader is the game that I really liked from Apple Arcade. It is very good. It uh, starts out as a simple word puzzle and the puzzles get more and more involved and a little bit more complicated yeah. as you move through these passages of well-known books. I also love the idea that they have taken books that are now considered treasures that, that yeah. nobody owns them as yes. well. So they yeah, didn't yeah. have one. They didn't public have to pay any stuff, rights, yeah. and it's public yeah. domain. But they're bringing people's attention to these. Yeah, books. you could just go read that book if you want. Yeah. Like, you can read Pride and Prejudice. Um, and and there's yeah. a section in the game where you can go about the game, and this is what they tell you. This is why we're using these books, and yeah. it's a passion project for them, and it's a really cool puzzle. And yeah, I think it should be there. Yeah, and it's got like the daily challenge stuff, and yeah, it all looks really nice. And also really for nice. only being text, mostly it looks really nice. That's what I was saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, it it does. They they do good things with like uh, my literally my only criticism of it would be that I think I don't think all of the puzzle types are that interesting because there's a handful of different types and some of them are really really good and some yes. of them are just yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't think that's really big. Yeah. Paul has cut the Outer Worlds from the list. I think that makes sense. Um, You're not getting many motorways cut. It's not happening. No, many motorways is fantastic. Um, any other year, I would have said it would win. But let me tell you guys about Baba as you. So, <laughs> I don't need to hear any more about Baba as you. So I, I re- 
that is three really good puzzle games, and the, they're all the, fantastic. The, yeah. They're different puzzles. Yeah, they're as all well. completely different. Yeah, Baba is you will melt your brain. Yes, it's lo- it, it's logic, but it's also got the programming logic. Is yeah. it that kind of daily challenge? No, it's, no. it's more of a, there's a world map. There are like hundreds of puzzles, and you go through these different worlds solving these different puzzles. Mm-hmm. Okay, like a kind of like Mario style like overworld map that you're going from point to point on. Okay. Um, I'm gonna have to spoil Baba as you at some point, and because it does cool shit towards the end that I need to bring up and talk about, and it's so good. <laughs> but you're not doing it right here. But well, it depends on how this goes. But we should talk about many more ways first, because we haven't really talked about it much, although we mentioned it. Just like a couple of times, yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's mini metro. Yeah, um, but you're building motorways yeah, to connect up houses and buildings and yeah, people going to the work, people yeah. going to the shops, whatever. It looks fantastic, just like mini metro did. Yeah, yeah. it's beautiful. Super simplistic, style. but gets stupidly hard. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. literally just dragging your finger to make a road. Yeah, it's so. But then simple. you need to start adding in bridges and traffic lights and roundabouts and. And then there's a pile of like seven cars, and people can't make it to work in time, and then it all shuts down, and you're like, ah. You're like, ah, I only got a hundred cars it's through so my weird. road system that that chance. It's really yeah. fun. Uh, and then, you know, there's varying difficulties. A city like London, Tokyo, and they've got different obstacles like rivers to yeah. cross. And, yep. You know, you've got next thing, you know, and all of the things on them, like the houses and the buildings, pop up randomly, so you never play the same game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's really Go really play good. it. Just go do it. <laughs> if you want to fry your own brain, go do it. But I'm happy for it not to win. I'm just happy it's here. I'll tell you guys about Baba's. <laughs> <laughs> I. <laughs> we can do this now or we can do this in best moment. But it's going to happen regardless. So, yeah, Baba is you. Is, I think it definitely is the my pick here. Yeah, I think I'm saying. They do some weird shit towards the end of that game. Yeah, I think that my only criticism of it sometimes is that there would have been it would have been nice there would have been a button or something some sort of mechanic because there are some you look and you go no nope, that can't game get it. the game desperately needs a hint system yes even if it's just simple hints like remember when you did this or remember this other level like that's all it needs is just like yeah remember this mechanic because it has a lot of me- I mean. It doesn't have a lot of mechanics because the mechanic has just pushed blocks around, but the words that you can line up in weird ways. I guess we didn't really describe what Baba as you is, but you you move blocks around and the blocks are words and you form rules from them. And that's yeah, you're basically puzzles. making rules for the game world. Yeah. Um, the object is always to get your character uh, to a flag. Not always. Mm, there is, pretty much. But most yeah. of the time, yeah. There is there is usually a rule that is something is win. Sometimes you change it to just be Baba is winning and you just win. Yeah. Um, but yes, the goal is to win. And the rule for win changes depending on yeah. what thing it is. But yes. So the, the, the trick sometimes as well it becomes to ignore the game world and look at the rules. Yeah. Which handily, when you pause the game, it just shows you all of just lined up. There's just a there's just a list of yes, here's yeah. all the current rules. Yeah. Um yeah. which is cool. Okay. That's fair enough. Alright, so we didn't we didn't 
Sorry, I turned really Scottish for a second there. Are we doing that? Um, not young, man. No. No, he's not. So, Baba is you? <laughs> yes. Best puzzle okay. game? I'm, I'm fine with that. Many Motorways got it. Shout out. Yeah, I mean, Many Motorways is like a close second for me. Dear Reader is also very good. But yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. And uh, with that, these two yeah. are doing the cool. rest of the podcast, and I'm going to play Many Motorways. <laughs> <laughs> Resubscribing to Apple Arcade. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy with those three games, and uh, anyone listening to this should check those three out. Definitely. Definitely. 100%. So, yeah, best puzzle game is Baba is You with Rajap. Dear Reader and many more ways. And that's us for day two. Woo! Quick one this time. Send help. Yeah, quick one this time. <laughs> Take the time. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll be back tomorrow with uh, best story, best moment, and a couple other things. Cool. See you. Bye. See ya.